that's a very full glass and I almost spilled it, but <laughs> onward, upward. <laughs> How's it going? What up? What up? What up? Oh gosh, please don't say that. Okay. Um, <laughs> what do you, uh, so preface this. Okay. You subscribe to what? Uh, one of my friends is now a wine consultant and I was, I'm all about supporting every single person in my life. Like, was she a friend before or after she was a wine consultant? <laughs> Good call. She, um, it was a client of mine, um, that I helped with nutrition. Mm. Yes. And she then became a wine consultant because I allow people to drink and still hit their fitness goals. But this is just a red wine from California. It's called Field House. And the company is Scout and Cellar. So um, if you need someone, I will definitely send her your way. But it's a mix between, between, between Zinfandel, Merlot, Shiraz, um, Cabernet, Sorry, I was squinting to read that for a second. And I haven't tried it yet, so tell them what you're drinking there, sir. Well, what am I drinking? This is... Um, Knob Creek. There you go. The bourbon rye. Yes. And barrel-aged. This is nice and smooth. And it's 13.9% alcohol, so mm. cheers to that Mine's shit. Mine's like 90. <laughs> 90 proof. You know what? I, I could drink... We do love our tequila at the same time. Mm, mm -hmm. There is this company. I don't know if we've talked about this, but there's this company out in Arizona. I think it's like bottled in Tempe, Arizona, and it's called Three Amigos. Three Amigos. They have a reserve, which has like a diamond type, clear diamond, not silver S diamond. There's a story okay. to go along with this, people. A clear diamond type cap and... It is so smooth and like usually I'm I'm the type of person that like if I'm having tequila, I'm doing shots of tequila and I'm buying the whole bar of shots of tequila. But like this is a nice sipping tequila. Mm -hmm. I never thought in my my wise age I will get to sipping tequila. Yeah. Like and the so, Krista Martin in me, I'd throw them back, man. The one day I stopped at the uh, liquor store out here, the Total Wine, and I got Krista some bottles of wine, got myself some bourbon. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to surprise her by getting that tequila. Well, they had the display out, and I grabbed the wrong one, but I was so excited because I was like, she loves this. Like, this is going to be great Friday night, right? I get it home, I crack the bottle, and I pour, like, I pour little glasses of it. And we, me and Krista, you know, we're... We do like these little cheers on a Friday. Like, what was a win of this week? What do you want to cheers about? Like, we're very just like, you know, celebrating one another. It's celebrating life because yeah. you woke up and you are able, your body is able to do right. what it's supposed to. So we just enjoy life that kind of way. And, yeah. you know, so we, we do our cheers, our whole little thing. And we go and take a sip of it or a shot, whatever you want to call it. A, a larger gulp, if you will, because it's usually pretty damn good. And on a Friday, I'm ready for my tequila. Well, I got the wrong one, guys. This was like the harshest gasoline stuff that like what tequila normally is. And we just weren't ready for it because we're used to that reserve smooth, just, you know, and and it burned. We looked at each other like, whoo. <laughs> okay, first off, I knew it was the wrong one. Like as soon as I like 
held it to my lips and then I look over at the bottle and I just throw it down anyways. And I'm like, that's the wrong one. But you know what? I'm just going to go with it. And it didn't taste like honey. It literally tasted like gasoline in yeah. my stomach. But it was also like the seventy bottle, $70 bottle, so not the cheaper one. Fun story out of all this was I actually started to, I guess, sophisticate my palate with tequilas and like get to understand them a little bit better. I actually enjoyed it on like the rocks, yes. like watered it down a little bit, like I do my bourbon. Um, and it actually was not a bad sipping wine once you kind of understand. Tequila. Tequila, I'm sorry. Of like what you understood, like what you were tasting, you know, yeah. how is it supposed to hit? Like it's obviously not, you're not supposed to do shots of it. You just take little sips and just, you know, let it marinate, like that kind of stuff. So my, the Martin in me was like, let's do shots of tequila. It's because you're used to doing like Jose Cuervo. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> There's like I, way better stuff out there. Oh, I know. And I am a Jameson girl. Ugh. I know. And like it... It's what? just cheaper, and I love it. We could talk about alcohol for is... the whole podcast, but that's not the intent of today. No. Okay. No. We'll talk about Jameson next week. We should get a bottle of Jameson. Ooh. Do some All right. shots. Sounds good. So Josh and I were, like, spitballing like usual, driving to the gym or something like that, just talking. And the amount of times that... I want to really give up have been a lot, if I'm going to be honest. Running, like, people don't talk about as, I'm just going to talk from, like, owning my own business, entrepreneurship, running your own business, and having the grit to keep on going and not giving up, it's hard. It's so freaking hard like there's so many times this week that I just wanted to throw my hands up in the air and wave them like I just don't care and just give up because people haven't been showing up to classes and like I want to be like I'm a very high achiever so I want to be so much more but yet I'm not patient like hello like i know i need patience but it's it's society it's, it's instant gratification yes. on a lot of things right yep and i like had to like stop myself so many times of <laughs> krista you can't give up how many times have i been pushed down i can't even count on both hands and feet okay i'm not one to just give up you know, and mm -hmm. that's the basis of, like, today. Like, how how much can you take? And are you actually going to give everything up that you've worked for right. over, like, one little thing? Are you going to be the type of person that, like, keeps fighting, getting knocked down, getting back up, keep fighting? Or are you just going to be the one that lays down and just... You know, face for face first in the dirt, and just takes it, and just you know rolls over, yeah. and I'm done. I like throw that in the towel kind of thing. And okay, well that's fine for like throw. What do I say? I said like throw yourself a pity party for if you need a day, throw yourself a pity day. Okay, be in the dumps, and then tomorrow get right back up. Well, there's a 
to go along with that, there's a difference in my opinion of like, say, say like when we brought up this topic, I was thinking of like, okay, like my fitness journey and back when I was, you know, lifting the heavy weights and, and bodybuilding kind of go and into that, that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, you know, there was a goal in mind that I always had for like when I was powerlifting my squat bench and deadlift, right? How and, much was it? What? Your squat. My numbers? Yeah. Well, Five, 550 for squat, 620 for deadlift. And I wasn't a really strong bencher, but it was like my most was 445 for bench. Okay. It's not that heavy because I used to, I used to work out with guys that were like repping. 600. Yeah. But anyway, um, I'm a little guy. If you don't like know actually what I look like, <laughs> I'm pretty short. And, He's shorter than I am. Yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, you know, going to the gym and working up to these numbers, training, all that kind of stuff, there might be a day where you would fail. And I, I, I look at this as it's part of the training, right? You know, I'm not gonna quit, I'm not gonna give up. It's gonna come, those weights will come, I will move it, but you know, there might be a day where I'm gonna try to go for my max. And you have spotters, you have the appropriate things in place in case you do fail, like as a safety net, but you kind of almost anticipate failing going into it in Mm -hmm. a sense like not that you'd be super surprised if you actually did push that weight like say with bench press right but you have your spotters you have everyone there who's going to be around you to help pick up that weight if you can't get it up but you need to know what it feels like and that's kind of where i'm trying to get at like Mm, you know i would many times put 405 on the bar and just unrack it and just hold it and just get comfortable with that weight before i'd actually even try to press it you know, move it down and press it up kind of thing. Yeah. And there was plenty of times I would fail, guys. You know, be caught with the bar or whatever. But it's all about the learning curve. It's all about the process mm-hmm. of moving forward. And eventually you will get there. And you have to have those points of failure because you have to know what to do when you fail mm-hmm. and to do it safely. But also that's part of the process in growing and once you finally achieve those high numbers, the award is so amazing, but it was never something where I would leave the gym with my head low because I didn't get my max that day or whatever I was supposed to get. Yeah. It was, okay, you know what? I'll do a couple more you know, chest workouts and then in two weeks, I'll try to hit my max again. Mm. And you, you never let it get the best of you. You used it actually as the opposite fuel to your fire and you kept driving because you were eventually gonna get there. Gotcha. I think of it as failing forward. Mm, That's good. Because if you don't try, you won't fail. Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Like people who are not failing in some areas of their lives, they're not even trying. Yeah. And they're staying stagnant and they're having just that like surface level life and they're not learning and growing and they're just staying still and just hoping and man i love manifesting but like you also need action like they're just like sitting there manifesting waiting for the universe to come and grant them a million dollars shit like that doesn't happen you have to learn and grow in order for anything to happen in your life mm-hmm. and like me for example i was very heavy at my heaviest and I got diagnosed with celiac disease and I was like you know what things just have to change 
And then Josh proposed to me at my heaviest. And I just started going to the gym. Like, out of nowhere. I don't know what actually... Someone asked me, like, what clicked in your head? I don't know what actually clicked in my head because I've always been a high achiever that when I do something, I go all in. And I knew I was going to fail at shit. I really did. But I didn't stop until I hit a point in my life where I'm like, okay, I am really happy. Like, at one point, I lost... 95-ish pounds and I had no idea I had to lose that because I was very confident in myself before but I had to fail and do all these different things like going to the gym and just not knowing what the hell I was doing like it was really bad and I was just like you know, like going to Planet Fitness and like I was probably that person that did everything incorrectly, but at least I was going there and failing forward. Everyone's got to start out somewhere. Yes. Right? Like, you know, someone doesn't get the Mr. Olympia Award for only working out two days in the gym, (laughs) right? And someone doesn't become a CrossFit champion by just doing like one week of, you know, workouts at the box. Like, that's not going to happen. It takes years of training, years of dedication. Yep to and discipline in order to get yourself to that point but ask any one of those great people they had failures along the way any any professional athlete like nfl nba right they had doubts and times in their life where they didn't know if they're going to get recruited if they didn't know if they were going to get scouted for the right college you know team or or even professional team Mm -hmm. and they just kept their nose to the grindstone and just kept digging at it and going and going If you have a passion for, and more than just a passion, a purpose in your life that you're just constantly grinding at and going towards, it doesn't matter how many times that you get pushed down. It matters how many times you get back up. And like, I'm a full believer in have your pity party, but no one's going to feel sorry for you. So you need to pick yourself back up and have that hard talk with yourself in the mirror of, okay, is this what I actually want to do? Great. Then keep freaking going for it. Yeah. And it's amazing the power of like your purpose and, you know, people go through these crazy weight loss journeys. Yeah. And some of them want to lose the weight so they can be around longer because maybe their wife just got pregnant and they want to change their lifestyle so they they can be with their child or they have a health scare and they have no other option but to lose the weight and change their life around or they are just tired of being you know lazy or in and like a fat slobby person they just want to (laughs) i'll be honest right like they just have this ambition inside of them that like i'm tired of looking in the mirror and being unhappy with who i've become yeah and so they will literally do whatever it has to take to get up early in the morning, get their workouts in, you know, every chicken and rice meal or dry salad that you're eating, you have to constantly remind yourself why you're doing it. Every time you skip going out with, you know, Friday, Saturday night with friends, you know, because they're going to a restaurant or to the bar or whatever you need to limit yourself with, right? You know, you, you have to keep reminding yourself, but if your purpose is that strong, it almost becomes super easy to do it. Mm hmm. 
because it's a constant reminder. And, you know, take that same principle into like building a business or wanting to provide for your family. And in your career. In your Let's career. talk about career here. Sure. Yep. I mean, if you're, if you're tired of just being stagnant at your job and you want to create more for yourself, have those conversations with your boss or your, you know, higher ups. Ask what more can you do? Mm-hmm. Take that initiative. Like Christo was saying, like take that action. Yeah. It's not, you know, you're going to get yourself into pickle sometimes where maybe you don't know the answers or you fail at maybe doing a project or whatever you have to do. Yep. But at least you're showing the extra drive. You're going above and beyond what the person next to you is doing. And, you know, a lot of times that speaks, you know, a lot more volumes than just sitting there being like, I got passed up on this opportunity for for a promotion or whatever. It's like, well, what did you do for it? Did you did you show that you're the best qualified for the job that you have everything it, you know, it takes? Yeah. Are you doing that on an everyday basis? Because that's the difference between my opinion, you know, the other 99% and then the 1%. Mm-hmm. Like if you're there at work and you're doing more than what is asked of you consistently and you're excelling, you're going to be the one that gets looked at as opposed to the person that, you know, might've been there 10, 15 years and just clocks in, does her job and clocks out. Yep. I mean, and... that's how I would run my business. But... <laughs> <laughs> I know, but... I think it also comes to, like, one, different standards people's ha- people mm. have. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a standard for myself that I'm, I'm very type A, shocking. Um, I'm very type A, but I like to be a high achiever in everything that I do. So what I mean by that is... I think we've talked about it before. I'm not giving 100% at my job. When I'm there, I'm there and I'm doing like 150-200% because it's just in my nature. And then like with my business, I'm going to go above and beyond and more and like keep innovating and keep changing and being creative in that so that way I can give back to all of my clients Here's what I see with you with that. Okay. Is, and I have a know, couple things after that, but. Like with Peak Driven. Yeah. Right? You are almost envisioning and running Peak Driven as if it already has like hundreds of people involved yeah. on it. Of course I do. Right? Because you're not just going, well, I'm just starting out. So if I have five or 10, I'm doing great. And I'm just going to, you know, kind of coast with that until I learn yeah. the ropes. Nope. No, you have like things in place. You have like, and this is just me observing as her husband and, and kind of from the outside in <clears throat> going, wow, like you're running this thing like a machine. Like, you know, you are, as soon as you get those hundreds of people subscribing, nothing should change on the back end because you're running it like they're already there. I just like to be hella prepared in everything that I do. Right. And I know there's times that I'm not going to be prepared, but um, one thing that I will always stand on, and I do this in my corporate job too, like if you have a like issue or if you like want to do something, for instance, I wanted to move out to Arizona. Okay. We lived in Pennsylvania and I was like, I, I know there's opportunity out there 
and I spoke up and like you just have to ask and ask the hard questions because you never know and now you can literally move wherever you want and then act in accordance to that. Like if you're going to speak up and ask those questions, okay, now it's time to put that shit into action. Right. And like going back to like giving up, I don't know what drives you, but like me being healthy, okay? I don't have the best like health history in my family. Genetics. Genetics. Yeah. Don't really have the best. My dad passed at 69 and I want to make sure that I live longer than that. And I want to make sure that like I'm there long for my kids whenever that day happens. So I'm going to go balls deep. (laughs) Sorry for that analogy, but like I'm going to go all in with my health. I'm going to go all in with my career and push myself to no limit. I've heard no so many times. How many interviews I've had and have been declined is ridiculous. But I don't let that hold me back. Because it has taught me time and time again that one, okay, there's still things you need to work on. Do it. Show them up. Like show them you've actually changed. Mm -hmm. If you hear no, congratulations. You're a part of the 99% of people that were told no. Instead of throwing a hissy fit, take that feedback, change yourself, and get after it again. But and also ask for that feedback because some people just oh take gosh. no and then they sit there and go, well, I thought I had so it all. Yeah, good. right. Well, <laughs> no, no, ask for that feedback. Be like, what can I do better? Why was I overlooked? What areas do it need improvement? Yeah. And, and then don't look at it as an attack. Take it and flip it and be like, okay, like, you know, that's, what's the word I'm looking here, honey? For, um, constructive criticism. Yes. And then build upon yourself with that. Yeah. And uh, you're right. A lot of people don't want the feedback. No, because they're scared because they judge themselves. And it's a hit to their ego and they don't know how to react to it. With growing in a personal development space and honestly, like being in sales and being told no so many times. I don't, you hear no and I'm like, okay, I may like cry about it because I'm hella emotional, but like you you cry about it, get over it, and move on mm-hmm. and grow and ask that feedback and continue. All right. One thing I did want to touch on, are you... Yeah, I'm pretty much done. So one thing I did want to touch on, though, was, you know, envisioning yourself. Because with this whole, like, what do you what do you do when you quit? Or, you know, what times in your life do you want to quit? And I always go, because it's the easiest thing for me to relate to was, again, the powerlifting stuff. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times when I would be in my competition mode... I would envision myself already lifting that weight. I hear that. Yeah. Right? Like, so looking at that deadlift bar or whatever, I take that moment, get into the zone, whatever you want to call it, hype yourself up. Some guys need, you know, their hype boy, get slapped in the back, like, you know, get all riled up. Me, I was like, like 15 seconds, 20 seconds of calm because what I'm doing in my mind, because in my opinion, life is more or less a battlefield in your mind. And so I, I put the training in, the nutrition, everything like that. I know what my body is capable of, but if my mindset's not right going into it, I could be as strong as hell, 
yep. but fail on it because I just wasn't, everything wasn't connecting. Mm-hmm. And not to get like all hippy dippy, but like having your mind in the right zone for me was number one. And I would just take that moment and just visualize myself already moving that weight, already completing the lift, it already coming off the ground. Yep. And I knew in my head that like, as soon as that weight moves, there's nothing, I, I ain't stopping to like, you know, I blow something out or whatever. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, take that into life, take that into whatever you're trying to achieve is envision yourself already completing the task at hand or that workout that you're trying to, you know, complete. Or envision or yourself in that career and that the per- dream life that you want. Correct. They're, Correct. Like, not to like cut you off, but like there is a huge thing that with Tony Robbins, yeah, okay, that he does of envision yourself to envision you as your highest self Mm -hmm. and what you're saying with like lifting envision yourself lifting that weight okay put yourself in that 15 20 second trance that you need to to kind of build yourself up to like lift it Mm -hmm. envision yourself in that position because sometimes we go after careers that we don't really like we want it but then we envision ourselves in it and mm-hmm. it gives you anxiety and you're like, no, I don't want it. Right. So I think that, that it was a huge nugget, Mr. Joshua. Well, it, you know, it happened to me the other week when I was on a mountain bike ride and I took this trail that I haven't done yet. And it was literally like one of the hardest trails on the map. And I felt like I would challenge myself and it wasn't hard because of technical skills. It was hard because it was a, incline like no other it was literally straight up the side of this mountain and it was this billy goat you know path back and forth back and forth like and it was it just seemed to never end but every turn that i would make and there was another peak if you will at the top and i saw the trail kept going past that yet every section i just imagined myself already at that next turn at that next peak Mm -hmm. and i just kept taking it in small chunks like that until I got to the top and eventually I was so focused on visioning myself there visioning myself there that when I finally got to the top I was turning expecting to do that again here I was already at the top mm-hmm. and you know to, to keep taking it in small chunks but envisioning yourself already there completing it completing it and like I, I do that a lot with different things in life and that that just works for me I don't know what would work for you guys but you know just Breaking it down and then envisioning yourself already completing that little chunk, that little chunk. And I do that with like remodeling the house so I don't get ahead of myself, like stuff like that, (laughs) where I'm able to do and take on these big projects and I don't overwhelm myself because you break it down and you do that envisionment practice. And, you know, at the, eventually you're at the top where you've completed it and you look back and go, wow, that wasn't so terrible. No. And it also didn't take that much out of me that I thought it would because you you're so overwhelmed by the grand scale of things mm-hmm. and you want to quit you go you want to go oh f that like you know that's way too hard break it down and then try to tackle these things and see what happens and with that we just want to thank every single person that has been listening the past 18 podcasts here and just 
our appreciation to you guys, to all of you. Yes, thank you. Um, we want you guys to envision yourself into this dream life, dream career, and just fail forward because you never know what's on the other side. And just make sure that you subscribe, hit the little notification thingy, and visit us on peakdrivenllc.com. Subscribe to some of our newsletters and all of that fun stuff. Um, and don't forget, tag us on social media. If you want to share this with other people, leave us a review and all of that fun, fun stuff. Yes. So I just want to thank you, all the listeners. Like this has been quite an experiment for Chris and I. And, you know, these are the conversations that her and I have just sitting around a table or outside on our patio drinking our drinks and we just felt like you know there's some people out there that could benefit from listening to this yeah and so we just want to share it you know it's not like it's new information <laughs> it's just you know coming from us and we feel like you know we are the people that have truly changed our lives and we're still continuing to change and so we just want to share this information and hopefully it resonates with somebody mm-hmm. that you could take a little nugget from what we say and y'all can benefit from it. Amen to that. High five. Very awesome. nice. Very nice. How much? So on that, as usual, just tag us, Krista Fisher on Instagram or peak with an extra K driven on Instagram as well. And we can't wait to see you next time. Or listen to you next time. Yeah. (laughs) See you guys. Later. Be relentless.